What's the best thing since sliced bread? No, really. Well, probably putting things between the sliced bread. You know, meat, veggies, cheese, sauces, sandwiches. Toasted, smothered in gravy, dipped in au jus, with the crust cut off and a note to have a good day. Sandwiches exist across cultures and can be customized to fit most any palate, but that's not to say there's something we all agree on. In fact, sandwiches can be emotional, sparking fierce debates and drawing intense loyalty. Don't believe me? Guess you haven't been on Facebook in a while. Today on Abbey Eats St. Louis, the super sandwich bros of St. Louis. How the South County natives have created a community of thousands in just a few months, thanks to the Sandwich Connoisseurs of St. Louis Facebook page. Our musings on why the group has become so hot and the next ideas it's fueling. Plus a very St. Louis beer-centric food news segment and a look ahead at the weekend. Joe, Mike, and Tim. They're three brothers of a total of five siblings who grew up in South County. Yeah, so we ate a lot of sandwiches, and I, for one, just love to put chips on sandwiches. I don't know, uh, probably for the lack of lunch meat when we were growing up, as our parents were constantly cooking, feeding five kids growing up. That's Joe, the oldest brother. They have an older sister. Here's Mike. I, I think all of us in our family, we've always, at least halfway jokingly, have always talked about, wouldn't it be great to open up a restaurant together? Instead, Mike's a fifth grade teacher. Joe works in market research. We'll talk more about that in a bit. While they don't own a restaurant, food is a big thing in their family now. The center of every gathering, the subject of most of the text conversations between Mike, Joe, and their other brother, Tim. My brothers and I were, were constantly texting about a lot of different things. But um, one day I just texted them. I was like, um, you, you know, we should start up a sandwich kind of source group of St. Louis. And so I did. And pleasantly surprised, like on the first day, we had maybe 100 people join right away. That was October 30th. As I write this, January 26th, the group is up to 9,800 members. All three family members are part of a group on Facebook called Pizza Connoisseurs of St. Louis that actually served as the inspiration. Now, that group is up to 12,000 members. But it was actually started at the very beginning of 2021, about a year ago. If the sandwich page keeps growing at this rapid pace, which, I mean, who's to say if it will? But you know what? If it did, it would have around 50,000 members by its first birthday. I started it with the hopes that it would really kind of mirror what we were seeing on the Pizza Connoisseur page. Um, and it really has. And I've been like, I've been so. Uh, taken aback maybe of, uh, again, I mean, not only the number of people who have joined, but the number of people who are posting pictures on a regular basis and, and posting reviews uh, and that sort of thing. That, that's the one, you know, one of the things that I've been really kind of um, taken aback by, Joe. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of humbling how fast it grew actually, because I know there's people out there that tr are trying to build communities and it's, it's kind of a really fun community um, and for me, again, it's just seeing all the different, different styles of sandwiches out there that I just never knew existed. If each of you opened a sandwich shop, what would you, your signature sandwiches be? Oh my goodness. That's a tough question. Um, you know, I, I always love a classic Italian type of, um, sandwich with, 
with good salami, uh, any type of Italian deli meat, um, you know, with, with um, I, I always go with lettuce, tomato, and onions, uh, and then some sort of sauce on that. So definitely something yeah. like that. In my mind, it was always a cheesesteak sandwich, but after seeing everything on this page, it, there's just so much out there that, that you could do and make. Um, I don't know. It ha- it, I probably would lean towards the Italian side too, after seeing all the, the really nice meatball sandwiches that are out there and, um, you know, some of the other with all the meats and the cheeses and they're just, just huge sandwiches. Um, and, and I always love a good Reuben. Um, you know, those are always great to me as well. Are you guys always hungry? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I scroll through those in the morning and I immediately just like, just start drooling. Just, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so hungry now. And I like a Cuban sandwich too. Uh, it's one of my favorites. And uh, I, somebody posted one of those the other day and I was just like, I never heard of the place. Now I got to go try it. You know, and of course it makes you just hungry immediately. For me personally, about five years ago, I was, and I'm not going to mention any chains by name, but I was just getting so tired of places like that. And, and they serve their purpose in society, okay? Um, but if you, if you think perhaps to the origins from them, a, a lot of the chain places, you know, you go back 100 years ago and no chains existed, but there were just the small mom and pop delis. And so kind of getting burned out on some of those places, I started thinking to myself, what are some of the good authentic sandwich places in the St. Louis area? Um, and so I started, you know, just kind of Googling and searching and everything and started coming across, um, you know, a lot of great places. Yeah. And for me, it's about uh, supporting the local. Like, I didn't know there was so many local, just small shops, you know, and I live in a part of town where it's, we're full of chains. So we don't have a lot of local restaurants. And, uh, so this kind of expanded my horizons on finding those, uh, you know, just the local restaurants to support. I wondered out loud to the brothers if the fact that sandwiches offer a relatively low cost of entry, if you will, when it comes to eating local is actually quite helpful. It's a lot easier to feed a family from a local sandwich shop, for example, than many other types of restaurants where the food might be a bit pricier. Plus, it's easier to travel for your meal. Most sandwiches are able to sustain a cross-county car ride and still taste good at the end. And it's amazing the lengths to which people will go for a sandwich in this town. Spend a few minutes on the group's page, and you'll notice a few fan favorites. And I have to address that, Abby, because uh, there was a comment that I had to address a couple of weeks ago that somebody thought that we were maybe somewhat affiliated with a certain restaurant or, and just be rest assured, we are not affiliated with any restaurant whatsoever. We are not profiting. There's no, there's no money being traded here for anything. Most of the comments have been good, but not everyone is a fan of every sandwich place. And they'll share those experiences on the page too. That's been the only negative thing at all. Uh, is, is when people um, make negative comments and they start and it gets personal between two people. Um, if, if I personally, if I've seen that it's been, it, it's turned an ugly corner between two people on there, uh, I won't hesitate and just delete the comments, you know, completely. Um, you know, so, I mean, in, in going back to, I didn't necessarily start the group for this, but one of the nice things that has come out of it is just the, 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 
the feeling of community. Um, and, and, you know, when people get on there and they start trashing each other, um, you know, th that's, that's one thing that I, I wish wouldn't take place. Because um, I, otherwise, I, I love just the feeling of community that has evolved from it. What role do you think a criti more critical review has in a group like this? Is it fair to say, wasn't all it cracked up to be or didn't love my sandwich from here? Or are you kind of trying to keep it more on the positive side? I think it's fair to have the honest feedback, right? Like, because people are making decisions to, to go there or not. Um, and I hope that people, when they give their feedback, that people take it for what it is, right? It's don't, don't get into an argument over it. It's just good, honest feedback. And it, and it gives the businesses the opportunity to improve if they are using that feedback, right? Um, you know, if somebody got a bad review, I don't think that would keep me from going there. I might not get that particular sandwich that they, that they ordered, but I might try something else. Uh, but the, I think it's, I think it's fair to, to ask for the feedback and feedback is usually a good thing if, if they take it and, you know, react upon it. Right. Um, so I, I like the, I like the feedback we get, whether it's positive or, you know, constructive. The word community comes up a lot in these conversations because when you're talking to local businesses, especially restaurants, it takes community support to keep them going. But as Joe and Mike said, this isn't a business. It's not even a money-making venture for them at all. If their end goal was to make me crave a new sandwich every time I open my Facebook app, well, mission accomplished. But what else is there? So the group getting to this size definitely has you thinking of like, what's next, right? Like, what can we do with this community? How can we make it even more fun? Um, you know, the, the pizza connoisseurs of St. Louis, they did a passport thing last year, which was, I thought was really cool. I don't know how they initiated that or how that, but I would love to have a, a sandwich passport where you get the passport, you get to go to all the places and get your passport stamped, you know? Uh, so I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, maybe like a next step. And I, you know, with the whole bantering thing, I like t-shirts. I don't know. The guys love the posts about people meeting up to try new sandwich places together, making new friends in real life along the way. Mike shared one story he found on a Facebook post about a dad getting sandwiches with his teenage daughter. It was a post close to his heart as the dad of a teen girl himself. Outings, fundraisers, it's all on the table as the group moves forward in building their community. On the table, of course along with sandwiches. Um, so, you know, keeping stuff like that in the back of our minds, uh, you know, for the future, possibilities of doing stuff like that. Using it for good. I love that. Yeah, I love absolutely. that. My last question for you, um, I hope is one that you have anticipated so it won't be too, too difficult. But um, I can't talk to two guys who run a sandwich group with thousands of St. Louisans in it, where people are constantly throwing out their questions and uh, inquiries for recommendations and not ask you both, what sandwich should I get this weekend? Uh, all right. So that's an easy one for me because um, a sandwich place that I have frequented a lot, just, and I already knew about it was mom's deli and I get their classic mom's deli sandwich. I just think that's a great sandwich. And as much as I appreciated that sandwich though, this exposure to other places and other sandwiches has really just kind of broadened my highs and my horizons, but I really do like, you know, the mom special. Broaden your horizons, what made you realize you love it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Mike? And, and I'm going to second that too. The mom special uh, is always my favorite. Two brothers loving mom's sandwiches. Imagine that. All right, producer Dory almost. We are gathering from afar once again this week just to keep it safe. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I have some questions for you. I got some rapid fire questions I want to throw at you on the topic of sandwiches. You ready? I'm ready. Are hamburger sandwiches? No. Ooh, the guys. No, no, we call it a burger. I mean, it's not a sandwich, it's a burger. But could a burger maybe be a type of sandwich? No, I'm a hard no on this one. Okay, I like that. <laughs> so I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to guess the answer to your next one. Are hot dogs sandwiches? No, that's a no for me too. <laughs> You're like, not even a little bit. <laughs> the guys say that could be up for a lighthearted debate. They, they kind of like the idea of chatting about that one. Okay, um, thoughts okay. on Provel cheese on sandwiches? Yes, absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. The more the merrier. We are in unanimous agreement on that one. Hot sandwiches or cold sandwiches? Hot, for sure. I will basically edit out anything on a menu that's a cold sandwich, and I only stick to hot. Interesting. I feel like there's a time and a place for each. I had a cold sandwich yesterday, but a hot one sounding good today. I don't know. Now, this one is, I think you can tell a lot about a person based on their answer to this. If you think of a sandwich as having certain components, you've got bread, meats, veggies, and you know, like, yeah, the veggies and toppings and stuff like that. And then condiments and condiment includes cheese. What's the most important part of the sandwich? Oh, um, I'd probably say meat because mm-hmm. a bad quality meat can really make a sandwich not great. And then besides that bread, for sure. Um, a good quality, fun bread, whatever you're using, um, can really make a sandwich go to the next level. Mm-hmm. So Mike said meat and Joe said bread. Am I the only mm. weirdo in the world who thinks it's condiments? No, because that's important too. If you have like a really good, uh, mayo or aioli on there, yeah. that also can just really elevate a, a sandwich. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yesterday I was craving an Italian and I think really I was just craving vinegar and olive oil and like salt and pepper in some Italian mm-hmm. seasoning. I think that's really what I was craving. So interesting sandwiches. I feel like we could talk mm. about them for days and you can find that group on Facebook where you truly can talk about sandwiches all day, every day, but a word of warning, it is not something you want to join while you're hungry because you will be inundated with pictures of sandwiches and have to deal with all of those. So take it for what it's worth. Dory, we have a bunch of food news we want to get to, um, starting with a new restaurant, which is always a headline we love to begin our news roundup with. Yeah, and I have a feeling we're going to keep getting updates from City Foundry just about every week here. Their latest kitchen is called Four Hens Creole Kitchen. It just opened inside City Foundry's food hall. It's owned by four women, hence the name Four Hens. They're all friends from here. They were living elsewhere, decided to come back to St. Louis and fulfill their dreams of opening a restaurant. So another one of those boomerang situations where St. Louis always brings you home. Um, so the menu is serving up Creole classics like po'boys and shrimp and grits, 
but they really also want to focus on options for kids, which I think is just really cool. They are mm -hmm. really hoping to encourage the youngins to try different cuisines at a younger age. Which I think is also interesting because kids might be a little more fearful of things being spicy, which you obviously um, associate with Creole food. Uh, I think that that's kind of that's a good idea. It might even uh, be a good entry point for people who just adults who are a little bit more spice averse. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And um, this sounds like the perfect thing this time of year, too, as we're getting close to Mardi Gras season. I am craving Creole. Yes, that sounds really good. Mm, food hall, mm -hmm. City Foundry might be my next lunch stop there. Um, it's funny, though, because I hear four hens and I think four hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you have to get it straight, say the right one. But luckily you could have flubbed it and gone with either because four hands is also in the food news roundup this week. Yeah, we're learning more about what's going to be inside and outside their second location. So we talked about this a couple months ago. It's going to be in Kirkwood, essentially Caddy Corner from Billy G's and right next to the Amtrak train tracks. Mm -hmm. So CEO Kevin Lemp, he talked to our partners at the Biz Journal. He said that they've been looking, Four Hands has been looking to expand for a long time, but the space needed to be just right. And this one, he said, checks a lot of the boxes, including a nice space outside for a beer garden. That was a huge thing on his list. Um, he said he wants this space, this space to have a really escapist feel. Um, and then also just be a great place for families to hang out. That's such a good way to go, especially in Kirkwood, that it needs to be very family friendly. Mm -hmm. And one thing I really liked that he said, he wants kids to enjoy watching the trains go by, which is a huge attraction for trains. Sounds so cute and simple. He wants to kind of bring that into the experience there. There will also be outdoor windows to order food, which will be from Peacemaker, just like their other location. And this will be a tap room only, no brewing on site, but they are planning on expanding their brewery operation at their downtown location to help with the increased demand. Seems like a really smart business model all around. I mean, Kevin knows what's up. We've had him on the podcast before. He has his finger on the pulse of what people want. Um, this is not exactly groundbreaking to be like, oh, we should go to Kirkwood because uh, that's where the families are. But it's it's truly a great location. Uh, Billy G's has such a fun outdoor space as well that um, people choose. And really, the past year and a half, two gosh two years at this point, um, have really taught us all to enjoy eating and drinking outdoors year round mm -hmm. more. So I also think that that's a really smart decision as well. So cheers to Forehands uh, for giving us some more information on that. I, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, I, I agree with the outdoors and the kid friendly and all that. I've been to Billy G's with a couple of friends because they have a kid and it's just a great space um, to hang out with the whole family. So sounds like this will be another option there. Love that. A lot of beer news, Dory. We've got more mm -hmm. interesting stuff from another one of our favorite local brewers. Yeah, I actually wore my Schlafly beer shirt today because we have so much beer news going on. This one, uh, a good update out of Schlafly. They have a new canning line. This is now up and running at their Bottle Works location in Maplewood. This means a huge increase in production for them, going from 25 cans a minute to 80. Wow. So, that's a huge increase. Yeah. What this means for all of us beer lovers is that we'll be able to enjoy some of the year round favorites in cans. Now they'll also have new limited releases and even more variety packs on sale. 
Um, the company said that this is going to help them reinvent old favorites, add more new beer releases to their portfolio, basically more beer all around in all kinds of shapes and sizes. And it's going to really help them expand big time in the years to come. Also a great thing. I mean, um, I love being able to just throw a couple cans in a cooler. And one other thing we've learned we need to be able to do during the <laughs> pandemic is be able to throw a little cooler together, go hang out on a friend's patio or whatnot, um, hang out by the pool and Schlafly needs to be where the people are. So I think that's great. I mean, they just recently celebrated a milestone anniversary and they are showing they're keeping growing. So Cheers. Mm -hmm. One more cheers to Schlafly. And then we're going to go to the big boy, the big boy of all uh, original St. Louis beer companies, if you will. Yeah. Anheuser-Busch. So I had to get this story in here. It was such a huge story on our website a couple days ago and something that just about everybody will notice over the next couple of weeks. So the next time you grab a beer or see an AB commercial, check out the logo because it is different and it's pretty obviously different. So first off, the big difference the logo is now all gold. And I'm talking about the, the logo with the A and the eagle flying. It's now mm. all, all gold. And if you look closer and compare it to the old logo, you'll see that there are a couple new deliberate small changes that they made. The eagle now faces to the right. The company said that this is meant to represent looking forward to the future. And the eagle is now firmly in flight before it had like one of its legs down. So mm -hmm. they're kind of looking towards growth in the future. And then I loved this little part too. The all gold logo is supposed to mirror the color of their beer and barley. Can I be honest? I think the color is the only thing I really love about it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe it's the St. Louis and in me who's just like, no, that's not the one that's going to be put up in lights, flapping its wings above the uh -huh. highway. Um, uh -huh. And so I don't mean to be, but I, I, I think I'm one of those people though, that anytime there's a new logo, I immediately don't like it. Then it grows on me and I get over it. So I think that um, that's just kind of on brand, but I like, I like the traditional classic I'm, I have them pulled up right now to be kind of a side-by-side -side thing mm -hmm. um I do like the color of the new one though I do I, I it's interesting um I wish that it could have a little bit of the red in it still though and I kind of like the old school like brown eagle I don't know mm -hmm. I don't know well that's a very stubborn St. Louis thing to be is just be like no I like the old and don't change yep. history it's how it's been but yeah I, <laughs> like said, but seeing the eagle along the highway, like they're not going to change that. There's yeah. no way they'll change that one. I think if anybody asked me, which they didn't, um, I would have, <laughs> I like the idea of flipping the Eagle to fly forward. And I like the idea of making it fly more and modernizing it a bit like cleaner lines and whatnot. Maybe I just miss the, all the different colors in it. Maybe that's what it is. I like yeah. the, the Eagle and the A being clearly different. Stands out a little bit more depth. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't know. Maybe next time they'll ask me. So, <laughs> hey, Dory, what's the best thing you had to eat this week? Oh, man, I had to think a little bit on this one. We've been um, cooking in a lot, but there was one day this week where we're like, we don't feel like doing any more dishes. Let's order in. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so we just wanted a solid um, standby that we get a lot. It's El Tapatio on Hampton in South City. Mm -hmm. Excellent Mexican food. They're um, pretty much a sister restaurant to El Indio in Rock Hill, which is our other favorite restaurant, Mexican restaurant. Um, I got the nachos al roble. I get it every time. It's very simple. Chips, cheese sauce, chicken, sour cream, perfection. Hits the spot. Nothing super fancy, but it's always good. Um, we got this delivered. They don't offer their 
frozen strawberry margaritas for delivery. You can still get them for pickup and dine-in. Uh, they're great. If you're getting pickup or dine-in, get a frozen strawberry margarita because that was the one thing missing from the table this week <laughs> when we ordered in. <laughs> I think that that's... Um... Sounds like a perfect escape drink, by the way, if you're if you're mm -hmm. able to do that. But it's a good endorsement of a takeout meal for something that's covered in cheese and tortilla and includes tortilla chips for it to be good when it arrives to your house. So that's good. That's yes. a tricky thing to pull off. Mm hmm. Mine was a new restaurant, well, new to me, relatively new here in St. Louis. I had not tried it yet, but Casa Don Alfonso. We've talked about mm. that as the new restaurant in the Ritz um, in Clayton, and it is the venture by the Ital or the Michelin-starred Italian chef um, coming to St. Louis. It's so funny because when I'll tell people that, by the way, they're like, why St. Louis? I'm like, do you not listen to the podcast people? Like, come on, we are, why not <laughs> St. Louis? Um, exactly. Exactly. And I will also say this, um, if your first reaction to something like that is, oh, I've had Italian in St. Louis, thank you. This is truly different. It is a very different type of experience. First off, the environment. I can't even really describe it except for it's bright and cheery, not stuffy at all. Um, but still has those elements of like classic Italian restaurants with the big comfy booths and whatnot, but it's, it's beautiful in there. Um, and then also the food is a little bit different. So got a pizza for the table because that's going to be my new favorite thing is to order pizza, mm -hmm. um, for everybody to have a slice. And we got the Induya from Calabria, Calabria, even the wait staff was still learning how to pronounce things. So I don't feel too guilty about that. Um, pizza and it has like a slightly spicy sauce and some large pepperonis on it was really really tasty and then ordered what we were told that they are kind of known for which is their lasagna la classica lasagna napolitana so instead of just like the ground beef that you're typically accustomed to with you know ricotta or whatnot it's tomato beef ragu and green peas and eggs in that Ooh. lasagna. And so green peas and lasagna seems so strange, but everything was just so good. It was really, really good. And I would definitely recommend at least one person at your table ordering that so you can give it a try um, because it's not going to be like a lasagna you've had before and it was cooked really, really well. So Interesting. Highly recommend that. Um, Dory, we are talking about a weekend planner and it's too darn cold and icky in January out <laughs> to do too many things. Um, but uh, we have a couple of things on the planner here and we're talking about the weekend of January 28th through 30th. You want to start with the lobster and oyster fest? Yeah, I will, because as I was looking around, this one just popped up on the feed. So this is happening at Broadway Oyster Bar Friday from 5 to 10 and Saturday from noon to 10. There will be live music and, of course, all kinds of seafood. So like I said, this was just announced Tuesday. More details are going to be coming out in the next coming days. So make sure to check the Broadway Oyster Bar Facebook page and website for any updates. But lobster and oysters, I'm down. And kind of sounds like it's a good opportunity to get in the Mardi Gras spirit if you're already ready for that. Exactly. And if, you know, again, you want to just embrace 
this Januaryness of our St. Louis weather right now. <laughs> the Fête de Glace ice carving competition is happening in St. Charles. Two blocks, like city blocks, are going to be filled with many ice blocks with ice carvers in Main Street, St. Charles. You can turn, watch them turn those blocks of ice into works of art using chainsaws and chisels and the little grinders and the little iron things. It's so cool to see how this stuff happens. It's family friendly. So lots to look at. Also plenty of good shops and restaurants to visit down there on Main Street St. Charles while you're there. Um, they will have fire pits to warm you up. Don't worry, not too close to the ice blocks though. Um, and plenty of places again to stop in and grab some food. Uh, this particular part, the ice festival, ice carving competition goes from 10 to 3.30 on Saturday though as well. I know that's a fan favorite every year and our photographers love going and shooting that because it's just so cool to watch. It's cool to watch. It's even better to see it for yourself in person. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Right after we finished recording this episode, the news broke that Joya's Deli was featured on a list of the 15 best Italian subs in the U.S. I mean, we already knew that, but it's always nice to get some recognition. Check out the story on KSDA.com by our friend Kayla Wheeler in the episode notes. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm Dori Olmos. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a rating, a review. Send us a message on our Instagram. We're at Abby Eats St. Louis. We're also at podcasts at KSDK.com. We want to hear from you. What are you most interested in hearing about? What are the food stories you want to learn about? Um, what are we not talking about? Or what are some restaurant recommendations that you want to hear a shout out for on the podcast? We want to hear it all from you. Whatever you do this weekend, be safe. Be healthy and seize the plate.